I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Here's Alexis Sanchez. What a finish. Walcott's going to go through and score. Into the middle. Giroud is two. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of the 19th of October 2015. I'm Russell Hargreaves and coming up on today's show we'll be talking to Kieran Gibbs about how things have changed in his 11 years at the club. Gunner Blog's James McNicholas is our Arsenal insider and Adrian Clark is back again to preview next weekend's game against Everton. But first let's kick off with the weekend review. After the international break, the Gunners were back in domestic action at Watford on Saturday as they sought to build on their thrilling victory over Manchester United. They didn't have it all their own way, though, and had to wait until just after the hour mark to open the scoring. Now it's Igalo looking for uh, Kapua, who gets another strike away. It hits Murtasaka, still going forward, takes a tumble inside the area. He wants a penalty, nothing doing according to our referee, Mike Jones. And it's Arsenal that would counter. And this is Alexis Sanchez. They're backing away from Alexis. Edge of the area, still going forward. Looking to tee up Mezzarizzo perhaps here. Now it's with Santi Cazorla. Back to Mezzarizzo inside the area. Still going broad down. Surely that's a penalty. And then the shot goes in anyway from Alexis. It does not matter because Arsenal are in front. The swift counter-attack finished once again by the man of the moment who cannot stop scoring here for the Gunners. He has done it once more. The Arsenal players looked to the referee as Ozil went down, but Alexis was Johnny on the spot. The Watford players are still arguing here with uh, Mike Jones, but it doesn't matter because the Gunners have the advantage. Once again, the clinical combination of Mesut Ertzel and Alexis proved the difference, and the German was once again at the heart of the action six minutes later as he laid on his second assist of the day as Olivier Giroud doubled Arsenal's advantage. Coquelin left-footed to the left-hand side and Alexis looking to take on Neon infield here for Ramsey Ramsey gets the shot away takes the deflection might fall for Ozil here across the face of goal and then into the net by Olivier Giroud the substitute has done it once again Ozil involved once again Arsenal have a second and with 23 minutes remaining you'd like to think that that is the point safe the Gunners were really in the mood now and Aaron Ramsey, who'd opened his account for the season with Wales in midweek, added further gloss to the scoreline with a deflected effort 16 minutes from the end to seal the points. It's not to suggest that Watford uh, will not give the good teams a bit of a game here at home, you feel, and they will take points off those middle-ranking sides. And 
Maybe even against top four sides, certainly not today, you feel. This is Bearing. good run away from Aki, still going forward inside the area. Real opportunity for another, taken by Ramsey. It is a third, and after missing an opportunity in the first half, Aaron Ramsey on this occasion from close range after a terrific run from Hector Bearing has made no mistake. And if the points weren't safe before, they certainly are now. It is Watford nil, Arsenal three. Alexis made it 10 goals in his last six games for club and country with that strike at Vicarage Road. And Arsene Wenger was full of praise for the Chilean in his post-match media conference, even if he did admit that he'd considered resting him. Honestly, uh, he looked sharp in training yesterday. Medically, people told me there's nothing wrong. So I made a decision to start him and if it doesn't work, to take him off uh, rather than sometimes uh, bring him on during the game when to grow into the game is more difficult when you'll be tired and uh, he didn't look... He didn't look he, uh, tired at all. Swatting aside the Hornets was the perfect way to maintain the momentum that Arsenal have built up and the victory keeps them second, just two points behind Premier League leaders Manchester City. Well, Hector Bellerin was once again in flying form down the right flank at Vicarage Road and he believes that patience was the key to the Gunners' hard-fought victory. Yeah, they're a very physical team, you know, they've got uh, very strong players up front and, you know, there are a handful, uh, especially players like Troy and, and I think we, we dealt with them really well and then when we could play the ball, we did that and it's important that we got a win here because it's a, it's a very difficult venue. Man United was three early goals, this was three goals late in the second half. You're finding different ways to win matches. Yeah, definitely. I think it's important sometimes when the ball doesn't want to go in that you keep playing your game. And, and I think they, they were very, very physical for the whole game. And so they, they were running out of legs uh, towards the end. So we took profit of that and, and we scored the uh, three late goals. But it doesn't matter when they come as long as you just score them. So that's our take on the weekend's action. But what does our Arsenal insider think? Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Our Arsenal insider this week is James McNicholas, of course, better known to most of you as Gunnerblog. James, hello, mate. Good to have you on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. How are you? I'm very well indeed. It's lovely to be here. Uh, we'll start, I think, with the fact you were at Vicarage Road. Um, what were your thoughts on the game? Well, I thought it was actually much, you know, a very close game, probably more so than the scoreline suggested in the, in the first half. Watford were very organised, had a real threat on the counter-attack, but... Obviously, Arsenal deserve real credit for the way they saw out that storm and then went on to dominate in the second half. And in the last half hour, Watford tired a bit and I think Arsenal's class really began to tell and there was some fantastic attacking play and three fantastic goals. Yeah, Flores, the Watford manager, was saying that they killed us with that 10-minute barrage mm. and uh, that was it, wasn't it? Tiring the opposition out and then hitting them decisively when the game just starts to open up a bit. It's exactly that, really. And I think, you know, you've got to look back on that first half, a couple of key moments there. Laurent Koscielny made the brilliant interception when Deeney got away down the left and that prevented a goal. And then Peter Jack came out of goal and got, you know, maybe a little bit lucky with the referee call where the ball struck his arm. That could have gone the other way. Those are key moments and they allowed Arsenal to then, in the second half, get their game together. And when they did, Watford couldn't handle it. Alexis Sanchez was superb. Mesut Ozil superb. I thought Aaron Ramsey very good too. Uh, and nice to see Olivier Giroud come on and get a goal as well after having been out of the side for the last few weeks. So lots of positive signs, not just in the players, but in the style and the approach of play. And as Arsene Wenger has already said, James, it's just the kind of approach that will be needed for this huge game against Bayern Munich in the Champions League. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what a mammoth test that is. And, and Arsenal did well at Watford to concentrate on the task in hand, not be distracted by you know the sight of Bayern on the horizon. But now with that game coming around, they'll be absolutely determined to make a major statement there. And Arsenal need something like that. They need a big landmark European win to reignite their Champions League campaign because, as we all know, it's been a poor start thus far. And Bayern Munich, obviously a fearsome team. One or two changes to their lineup this season, but quality players across the board, and it's going to be a huge challenge. Quality players, quality manager. You know, of all the big clubs in Europe, Bayern are the one who've really clicked into gear, who've really made a major impression on the Champions League. They're the form side, they're the favourites, they're the ones who want to go and win it. But what a fantastic statement it would be for Arsenal to, to cause an upset, beat them at the Emirates Stadium and put themselves back in with a chance of getting through to the knockout phase of the Champions League. And admittedly, Watford and Bayern are slightly different beasts, no disrespect mm -hmm. to the Hornets, but to have won the match at the weekend in that kind of fashion hopefully does bode quite well, if you see what I mean. Yeah, certainly. I mean, if you look at you know the 3-0 the win over Watford, the previous game before the international break, another 3-0 win over Manchester United, two consecutive clean sheets, that's definitely positive because defensively, you know, Arsenal will have to be at their best if they're going to stop Bayern. And going forward, it looks like they're beginning to find those patterns of play to break down opposition defences. Alexis and Ozil combining, you know, Theo Walcott growing into that central striker role. Santi Cazorla as magic as he was last season in the last couple of games. So it does seem that Arsenal are beginning to find form and they will absolutely need it if they're going to stand any chance against Bayern. You mentioned Alexis Sanchez briefly before, um, an incredible goal-scoring run he's on for club and country and just such a galvanising player. It doesn't seem to matter whether he's got a knot, whether he's been halfway around the world. He just comes back like the Energizer Bunny, doesn't he, for more and more and more. Yeah, exactly. And what I thought was telling as well, that he got that first goal against Watford. You know, that's so important, that game, that goal that changes the game, that swings it in a team's direction. He was the guy who made the breakthrough there. He gives Arsenal that extra cutting edge in the final third. I don't. I think you know, there's a lot of talented players in this team, but I'm not sure there's anyone who could replace Alexis if we lost him. He's just so invaluable to what he brings to the side at present. Now, I've got a couple of uh, questions in from our listeners via Twitter. First of all, at Jasonology underscore, mm. we'd like to know, James, um, what can still be improved in our performances? What room for growth? That's an interesting question. Well, I think what's, what's really encouraging is how we've improved our attacking efficiency. Arsenal finishing chances much better at this stage than they were at the beginning of the season. Uh, but I think against Watford, there were a couple of warning signs. Just Arsenal looks a little bit vulnerable sometimes to a more direct approach. You know, Arsenal, uh, Watford played a counter-attacking game where they were prepared to hit it long. Troy Deeney was holding the ball up. And a, a few times that gave Arsenal trouble. So I think perhaps on the defensive side, they need to be careful that when they do commit men forward, they don't get caught out and they make sure they've got the full-backs protecting the centre-halves and Francis Coquelin in front of them too. So that would be one area where Arsenal could yet improve a little bit. Mm, I understand that. Uh, at Connor Grace one says, what have you made of Mesut Ertzel? And, and you've touched on already the importance and the good form he's in at the moment, but this guy has got maybe this wrong perception of being a little bit lackadaisical at times, perhaps a little bit too relaxed. I don't know, but he is a quality performer, isn't he? And perhaps maybe that impression belies actually a lot of the contributions he makes. So, yeah, I think his sort of mannerisms don't particularly help him. But when you look at the stats, in terms of the pure ground he covers, he works as hard as a lot of other players. You know, he's constantly moving, constantly looking for space. 
And take the Watford game as an example. You know, he's absolutely vital involvement in the first two goals. I think the second one, Olivier Giroud's goal, tells you everything, really. The ball was dropping to Ozil. So many players would have just swung at it with their right foot. Instead, he had the presence of mind to square it for the Frenchman to fire home. And that is what he brings to the team, that ability to see things that no one else can. And it's really, you know, it's such a rare quality and something that I think as Arsenal fans we should embrace. And Ozil, he showed his quality against United. He showed it again against Watford. He would dearly love to show it against Bayern Munich especially having had trouble against them in the past, missing that penalty in Emirates Stadium a little while ago. This would be a game where if he could turn out a brilliant individual performance, I think it would silence a lot of the doubters. Mm, we shall wait and see. And just one more question back to the league. How confident are you that Arsenal could challenge for the title right through to that kind of final weekend? I think that's the key, isn't it? Because we've seen Arsenal challenge for the title before, but fall away a little bit earlier, you know, when March comes around. I think Arsenal's a best place of all the teams in the Premier League to challenge Manchester City. They've started very well. City, despite a couple of anomalous results, looks to be powering through the Premier League. But when I look at the rest of the table, Arsenal are the ones who I think could run them closest. And I think just consistency is key. And that's what Arsene Wenger will focus on. He wants to take every game as it comes, make sure we try and get three points and just stay in that hunt because we do have a depth of squad we've never had before. So if injuries do begin to bite in the winter... I think we've got a squad that can resist that now. So, yeah, I think Arsenal can do it. I think they can be there or thereabouts and certainly give City a run for their money. And still with the potential of January editions, maybe, which we'll have to wait and see. James, just as we let you go, just tell us a bit more about Gunner Blog and how it started, how you got into that, and obviously how you got into supporting Arsenal as well. Well, the story of how I was getting to support Arsenal was quite a funny one, really, in that um, my dad uh, took me to a sports shop to buy me... He actually intended to buy me a Chelsea shirt. He was a Chelsea fan himself. Right. But when we got into the shop, I refused uh, to have it because I, I saw this red shirt and I just insisted that I wanted it. Uh, I was Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sort of a few years old, but I absolutely knew that that was just happening. And eventually he relented and let me have it. It was an Arsenal shirt, and I've never looked back. 
Um, <laughs> I've begun a blog. I started it about 10 years ago, really. I think 11 years ago now. Um, and it was just a, a hobby, you know, something that I did in my personal time because I loved talking about and writing about Arsenal. Uh, and I've been very fortunate in that since then, you know, it's developed a bit of a following. I've been able to go on and, and write for other people and do other things and follow the club I love professionally. So that's been a real treat. And obviously, you know, I pinch myself every day, really, when I you know, I go to an Arsenal game and I'm getting paid to write about it or whatever it might be. And you know, I would have absolutely killed for that when I was younger. So I've been very fortunate. And, um, yeah, just thanks to all the people who've, who've read it over the years because it's, it's been a brilliant experience. James, brilliant stuff. That's James McNicholas joining us here on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Uh, have a good few days ahead, mate. Enjoy all the action. Put through by Bold! Would you believe it? Or oh, Charlie George, who can hit him? Oh, lovely goal! It's up for grabs now! Thomas! Right at the end! On the 25th of October 1980, so almost 35 years ago, Pat Rice bid an emotional goodbye to Arsenal as he made his final appearance for the club, that in a one-all draw at Liverpool. Pat had joined the club as a 15-year-old apprentice in December 1964 and worked tirelessly to make an impression. It finally paid off some three years later when he made his debut in the League Cup game against Burnley. And by the end of his first full season in 1970-71, he played a key role as Arsenal won the double. For the 70-71 season, I said to myself, well, I'm going to give it half a dozen games. And if I'm not in the team in half a dozen games, well, then I'm going to ask for a move because I'm obviously not going to be good enough. And I was very, very fortunate, uh, and, but it was a misfortune for, I think it was Charlie. We went and we played Everton, and any time we played Everton, Peter was moved into midfield and I came in at right back. Uh, and so that there happened, and I think Charlie broke his leg at, uh, at Everton. And, um, and so uh, what happened was that they played, uh, that we, we played... West Ham, I think it was, on a Tuesday night, and I was left out of the team. Peter, quite rightly, went back to right back. Peter Marinello came in. And so we went there, and I think we, were, we got beats at, uh, at West Ham. And the following evening, the champions of the football combination played the champions of the northern uh, area, uh, which was Sunderland. And we had people like Johnny Samuels playing, and I was playing. I think Big Ray might have been playing. And uh, we went and uh, we played the game and we beat them. And then after that, Don Howe uh, pulled me and he said, OK, you're going to be in the first team for the next half a dozen games. It's entirely up to you. Pat was appointed captain when Alan Ball left in 1977 and skippered the team with authority and distinction, leading them to three successive FA Cup finals from 1978 to 1980. He got his hands on the famous old trophy in 1979 in one of the most dramatic finals ever as the Gunners beat Manchester United. We thought we were absolutely cruising. I mean, to say, we, we, didn't, we didn't feel as though there was any kind of uh, immense pressure on us. Yes, they had... They had a lot of the ball, but we had a lot of the ball. And I think that we were on chances. I think that we had more chances than what they, they had. But Manchester United is always going to be a great side and, and they were always going to come back. But, I mean, but when, you've, when you've got people of the calibre of Rixie and you've got uh, Liam in the side and Frank's always going to score a goal and Sunday, as it happens, always going to score a goal, you always think that, you know, we'll, we'll always have a chance. 
Pat left the club just over a year later to join Watford, but returned to Highbury in 1984 to assume a coaching role. He was later appointed assistant manager to Arsene Wenger, helping Arsenal to a succession of trophies before retiring in 2012 after a 44-year association with the club. Well, that's all from our history lesson this week as we move from one Arsenal fullback to another. We'll hear from Kieran Gibbs next. Kieran Gibbs is one of Arsenal's longest-serving players, joining the club 11 years ago from Wimbledon now, before going on to establish himself as a key player for both club and country. Still just 26, the left-back has seen many changes in his time in North London. And he sat down with Arsenal media's Chris Harris to discuss the past, the present and the future. Kieran, you're one of the longest-serving players at the club. How would you describe how the club has changed since you've been here? Probably the biggest change that I would have noticed would have been the amount of work that's gone into off the field stuff in terms of stats and the amount of people working um, on analysis of whatever it may be, performance, technical stuff, tactical stuff. You know, you have pretty much everything there is to know now about um, everything about the game um, to just try and help the team um, on opposition on everything really on your personal game team game yeah so that's probably the biggest one for me and I guess what that does for you as a footballer is it means you can help yourself to get better because you've got the information at your disposal that's probably yeah, that's it that's exactly right just more <laughs> information um, you know when you first when I f was first here obviously it was a bit more old school and yeah now it's obviously technology has developed and it's given us that platform to you know improve you're still a young man but it's a young squad so do you feel like a bit of an old timer within the, within the team yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't say I'm a young man anymore, but, um, yeah, definitely getting on a bit, but it is a young squad. And, yeah, when you've been here for that long, then you obviously, you know, the place um, inside out. So, yeah, you definitely feel like one of the more uh, experienced. You work with Pat Rice a lot. What are one of your standout memories or standout stories of Pat? Um he had a theory, one of his main uh, quotes on the pitch was can't pass, can't play and he'll probably, he'll probably tell you that. But I think you just associate Pat with being uh, just an Arsenal legend really and he had a definite presence about him when he, uh, on a daily basis. And yeah, his passion for the club was expressed uh, every day at the club when he was here. So... Um, yeah, it's a great anniversary for him and I hope he's well. That's all from Kieran and now it's time to speak to Adrian Clark about this weekend's upcoming fixture.
So, with the Gunners in fine fettle, Adrian Clark is back to look ahead to Saturday's game against Everton at the Emirates Stadium. Adrian, you've been away for a few days, a little break, you're looking good. I, I certainly did, yeah, a little cheeky break in Morocco. Uh, nice and refreshed, ready to go. Fairly tanned, not too bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not the biggest tanner. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, big game against Everton to come this coming weekend, and Arsenal looking good in terms of their league position and league form. Yeah, they're pushing on nicely, aren't they? Man City have, have, have refound their form, so it's important for Arsenal to keep on their shirt tails, but, but they can't be doing any more. Back-to-back 3-0 victories, I, I think, is, a, is fabulous. I thought the, the Man United performance was just, was just outstanding. At Watford, wasn't quite as good, but it was a very professional job. The attitude was absolutely spot-on, and, and, and the team are full of goals. There's it's lots and lots of positive right now. You look at Everton, they're a team, of course, who struggled a little bit last season. On the whole, under Martinez, this time they've been a lot better, but mm. obviously disappointing last weekend. Yeah, I think it's good. For, good for Arsenal that they've uh, had, a, had their confidence knocked to some extent by that defeat to Manchester United. They were really below par, un, unusually so really for, for, by their standards. They've had a really tough start to the season, Everton. The first 10 Premier League matches, they're facing all eight of last season's top eight. I mean, that is, that is a tough ask for any team. So I think they've done pretty well to stay in and around the top half, but I think it's beginning to catch up on them. It might be a good time for Arsenal to play against them, having you know, being beaten so badly by Manchester United. They didn't look confident on the ball. Hopefully Arsenal can capitalise. So, as you say, for them, a good return given how difficult the fixtures have been. What do you think has improved on the whole this season, even if they are maybe running out of steam a little bit now? Yeah, it's difficult to say. I think Romelu Lukaku is, is, is in better form. He, he's looking sharp. Ross Barkley. They've, 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 they've almost built the team around Ross Barkley this year. I felt last year there was an imbalance around their attacking midfielders. They often fitted Barkley in in a wide area and I just don't think that suited him he's their most talented player and now they've got him in the hole he's dictating matches so um, so no I think that's the, the key change for them and they've also introduced a couple of good young players you know Brendan Galloway at left back's really impressed me too So where do you think Everton in terms of their attacking prowess could damage Arsenal? Well Everton I think the two best players are obvious. It's, it's Barkley and Lukaku. Lukaku's the man in form. The last three matches, he is, he's been excellent. The results haven't necessarily gone their way, but he's a handful. He always gives Arsenal problems, and he is the man to stop in this game, I think. Also, from wide free kicks, they're particularly dangerous, Everton. They score a lot of goals from those in-swingers. Naismith attacks the ball. I'm not sure he'll play in this one, but if he does, he attacks the ball well, as does Lukaku in the centre-half. So we've got to watch out for defending wide free kicks. It's not Arsenal's strength. And from the flip side of things, Adrian, where can the Gunners potentially hurt the Toffees? Well, actually, from set pieces. And it sounds strange to say that because Arsenal don't have a great record from corners, but Everton have been woeful in that regard this year. They conceded against Liverpool, but that wasn't the only time they've conceded from a corner. They've, they've looked really uncomfortable. And I saw signs at Watford that we've began to come up with a few routines. So that's one area. The other is that Everton play with a big pitch. They, they push their fullbacks wide and forward, which means if we win the ball back inside Everton territory, there'll be gaps between the centre halves and the fullbacks. And I think that's where we can really hurt them. In terms of a key head-to-head -head battleground then, Adrian? Yeah, um, I don't know whether it's necessarily the key battleground, but I'm really excited about seeing Hector Bellerin against Brendan Galloway, the fullback I was talking about. He's come in for Leighton Baines, he's been excellent, and Hector Bellerin is just getting better and better and better. These are two of the Premier League's best young fullbacks, and I think they're going to go at each other. I expect Hector Bellerin to be trying to cause the Everton man problems, but it's going to be a duel to watch. 
And as we like to finish, Adrian Clark, in a sentence, mm. how do you beat Everton? How do you beat Everton? I think if you keep Lukaku quiet, you win the game. It's as simple as that. That is Adrian Clark, of course. Join us from five o'clock UK time on Saturday evening for all the build-up on the Match Day show live on Arsenal Player and on the Arsenal mobile app. And, of course, Adrian back with the breakdown every Monday as well. Top stuff. Yep, looking forward to that one. So that's full time for this week's show. My thanks to Kieran Gibbs, to James McNicholas, and of course to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. Remember, you can tweet your questions to the podcast by using the hashtag ArsenalWeekly. And if you haven't hit the subscribe button already on iTunes, do so and you'll never miss another episode. We're back on Monday, the 26th of October. And until then, it's bye for now. And come on, you gunners. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast on iTunes or listen to a new show every Monday on arsenal.com and SoundCloud. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.